We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Daniel Kuzer. Dan, we have lots to talk about. We got MLS Cup playoff action, and we got a hashtag victory pod and another home playoff game coming. It's exciting. What is happening? What is happening? I don't understand. I'm very excited. I'm just, I'm so giddy, man. I couldn't even sleep. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're recording this on wednesday morning and we're going to release it right away because we needed to know who sporting kc was going to play in our next playoff game we're going to talk about yeah. the vancouver game we're going to talk about the seattle rsl games that happened and all the craziness there and there's so much to talk about man it's uh we both were at two different disney parks on opposite coasts this past week yes just like just a couple of days apart from each other uh I went to the more expensive one that has a crap ton more things to do. But, uh, you know, once you pay for that stuff ahead of time, you get down there, all you got to worry about is food and souvenirs, man. I had to buy my lightsaber. You know how that goes. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Saw you're a Sith. I'm I'm an evil bitch, dude. I am, uh, (laughs) you know, you got to just, you got to go with who you are. We all know I'm I'm the heel of the podcast here. So I had to buy the little stand too. Like, do you want to stand with it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like I am displaying this in my living right. room display case. Those things are not cheap, but I, so I was at Disneyland in California mm-hmm. and cause I was visiting family out there and uh, you know, we went to Disneyland a couple of days ago and they do the same thing where you can, you know, go build your lightsaber. They, they do have it there. Yeah. You didn't and do it. I didn't do it. No. Oh, Jimmy. So, but I see all the people walking around with their fancy lightsabers and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, they're, and they got like the special carrying case that they put them oh, in yeah. or whatnot. Well, then I saw we were getting ready to walk out of the park like it's close to midnight. And I saw a couple of kids and they had built their lightsabers. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Well, then they pulled them out and they started fighting with them and like hitting them against each other. And like oh, boy. the lights that like make up the blade started like flickering and going like off and on. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. These are not lightsabers you build and then just beat the hell out of each other with. Like you're going to break this thing before you get Dude. out of the park. I don't know how their parents are just fine being like, yeah, I'll pay, you know, $200 a piece and you guys do whatever, you know, you want to, you want to fight with them. That's fine. It's like, no, no, they have $10 ones at Walmart for that. Right. <laughs> you Get know, the plastic ones that are retractable, but they're cool, man. It was a cool experience. And, uh, you know, if you're a star Wars fan, yeah, definitely worth, And you have the money, then yeah. definitely worth it. 
but yeah. pretty pricey uh, otherwise if you're just kind of like a casual you know yeah yeah well it's fun i enjoyed going to disneyland it had been a little bit since i was there yeah. did the whole galaxy's edge thing rode those rides saw the new marvel avengers campus that was cool mm-hmm. did the spider-man ride shooting webs at little things with your hands it's kind of cool you shot so. webs you had to do stuff yeah that's the whole like so you get in there and like something happens and, and you have to help spider-man like fight all the little like robot spiders that get loose and so you hold your hands as if you're like actual spider-man shooting webs and it tracks your hand movement so there's like just giant screens in front of you as you're going through the ride and you're like shooting like you're shooting webs out of your hands and you actually see it like shoot off it's kind of cool that's kind of wild kind of similar to their uh toy story mania yeah it's kind of like toy story except there's no like gun or anything it's literally just it tracks your hand movement for sure so uh well you know gonna have to go back to orlando because it's just <laughs> it, it, they're always adding on to stuff right they're always yeah. doing new things and yeah i had to get got a harry potter wand my friend it's uh pretty pretty getting pretty serious over here there you go you, you're <laughs> gonna become a wizard and a sith so i don't know it's, how those things are reconciled but well, of course i had to get the evil wizard wand you know oh no well the okay. elder wand if you will well see this is a problem now we have you know we're bringing evilness onto the podcast I think the problem is that you're just now starting to watch Harry Potter and you're not exactly <laughs> sure what it is. <laughs> no, I've I watched it. I've seen them. I've seen them once. Oh, I thought you were just getting, uh, I watched recently getting into it. Well, I mean, I watched them for the first time during the pandemic. Gotcha. Okay. The elder one, isn't that Voldemort's wand? No, I mean, it was, uh, it was what, who's the new, who's the new guy? Who's Johnny Depp's character? Oh, Grind- Grindelwald. Grindelwald. And then uh, Dumbledore took it from him. Oh, well. But there's a whole like wiki that breaks it down. It's we're getting into nerdgasms here, really. <laughs> it's it's kind of annoying. And people are like, "Are we going to talk about soccer?" They've, yeah. they've skipped ahead 30 seconds. They're like, "Wow, they're still fucking talking <laughs> about <laughs> Disney." These guys are dorks. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, we do have a few reviews that I want to get oh, to. So let's do those real quick, and then we'll talk all about the soccer. We'll talk about these games. We'll talk about what happened, and. Nice. Uh, Let's see. We're, we got a backlog of a few. You want to take this first one from a, a couple of weeks ago? We got three here. Yeah, I'll do this first one uh, from, uh, I, I don't think we read this because I think want- it just popped up after we recorded. Yeah. Why don't you do the first two and I'll take the last one. Okay. So uh, Deep Handle says, keep at it. Five stars. Keep up the nonsense. So fun. I feel like I'm just listening in on a friend's conversation. Thank you. Short and sweet. Sweet awesome. and nice. I love it. Nice and cool. I love it. Feels good. Thank you so much. Very cool. Thank you, Deep Andal. Uh, and, and this guy, I've never never heard of him before. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Choopy Mares. Okay. Oh, review number four. Maybe maybe we've heard of him before. I don't know. <laughs> Five stars. Hello, gentlemen. It's John Mares again for my fourth review. Oh, John. my God. That's why that name's familiar. <laughs> we, our guy, John. Uh, this time on my son's iPod. I'm not as good as a parent as the other person that left a review because I let this pod rip regardless of which of my kids are in the car. I have a more foul mouth than Dan. Ooh, touche, sir. We got we got a foul off? We can have a mouth off? That's a challenge. <laughs> so it isn't anything they haven't heard before. At any rate, keep up the good work. And I still got three or four more reviews to leave you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is what we've caused. We <laughs> created this monster. We have to reap the not really rewards but uh <laughs> punishment hey, we're getting Happy punishment we're getting more five-star reviews so i'm good this one's interesting <laughs> I'm, I'm a little confused i'm still not 100 percent sure what what is real and what isn't here this says uh five stars from jolini beanie and it says john's daughter and it says oh. hey this is john's daughter 
he said that he was going to take my brother's phone to write a review. So I'm one step ahead of him. Uh, by the way, I'm really cool. And I actually think I'm better than John. Anyway, your podcast is funny. Okay, that's all I have. That's all I have homework by this is Jolene, not John. Please don't sing the song Jolene. Well, I don't know what song uh, that, oh, I, that even is. But uh, I if I were to on. think of a song, I'd, I'd make you... one up. I'd be like Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> something I made up real fast. Just you came up with it off the top of your head. It's top of my know. head. Uh, you also didn't say that it says bye. Oh, it does say bye. <laughs> that's why I was like, I, I didn't know if this was actually from what sounds like a teenage girl or if this was like John trying to do like a funny little bit. And then the more well, I kept reading it, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is from a teenage girl. Well, what about, I mean, it's, I gotta, I gotta ask. I, I know you skipped over it cause we don't know what it means, but it says also ISTG. I couldn't tell if that was a typo or if that's something that the kids say that I don't should, shouldn't say that I don't trust. So I, I STG, I'm just going to say it. And I'm going to say, we're probably too old to understand. Uh, if someone wants to explain that to us, Jimmy's getting on Urban Dictionary now. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh, I swear to God. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm not John. Also, I swear to God, please don't sing the song. All right. Well, hey. We're old as hell. Thank you, Jolini. <laughs> Jolini Beanie. <laughs> I dig it. So anyway, let's uh, let's thank you to all who have left the five star reviews. If you have not left us a rating review, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and do so because it helps us get found by more people. So we appreciate you. But let's let's jump into the soccer here. There is no shortage of soccer to talk about. And we started off with uh, Sporting KC facing Vancouver at home this past Saturday. I unfortunately could not be there because my trip to L.A. had been planned and uh I watched as much as I could live, uh, but it was right in the middle of the world's most terrible USC football game that I was attending. So, uh, <laughs> what was it I, terrible for? Why, why was it terrible? Oh, you haven't seen the score, have you? No, I, I don't. I did not. Yeah, well, it's, you know, no USC, USC in their history of playing UCLA in like 96 years had never let UCLA score more than 50 points. Oh. And they scored like 63 points on us. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, so no one plays defense anymore. <laughs> It was it was not a fun game. We lost sixty two to thirty three, so that was fun. Uh, Damn! But I went to Disneyland, so it's all good. It makes up for it, <laughs> you know. I I actually flew back uh, that morning of the game. We bumped our flight up a little bit, so we could make the game. That's because you're a better uh, fan than I am. Better fan, definitely. That's that's no no doubt. But uh, <laughs> but it was it was great, man. The freaking atmosphere. I mean, you would have loved to be there. It was it was cool. Well, and it was just that much better because coming into the game, we had this dumbass statement from Vanny Sartini from the Whitecaps, uh, their interim manager that we talked about when he said, we'll beat Sporting Kansas City. And he was like <laughs> yeah. talking shit. So, hey, and uh, you remember we had Jacob Peterson on and mm -hmm. he was uh, Jacob in so many words was like, well, that was just dumb of him. Yeah. You know, like, why would you ever do this? Right. And I even listened to Peter Vermees on the Sporting KC show last night. And he said to Nate, he's like, uh, you know, I, I didn't have to do anything. Like uh, when you say something like that, you put a lot of pressure on your own players. Right. And you kind of piss off the opposing players. So I just kind of sat back and let the players be angry, you know? Yeah. And we'll talk about the quotes, especially from Kyrie after the game. Kyrie had some good quotes where he talked about it. And of course, uh, Kyrie got on the yeah. board. I'd love to talk about 
Gary actually. Well, let me just talk about it real fast because Gary okay. said, yeah, we're absolutely mad. But then Zeusy was asked about it and Zeusy's like, we don't really think about that stuff. And it's like, Zeus, stop lying to us. Yeah. Why are you being so cool, man? Knock it off. Well, Zeusy always, he, he and Beesler, I love them both, but neither of them ever say anything to the media. No, they teach the class on media relations, media <laughs> and player relations. They're like, yeah, don't ever say too much. And Kyrie's right. like, oh yeah, piss me off. Right. And Zeus is like, yeah, we don't really listen to that stuff. No, you do. Just right. stop it. So we'll, we'll we'll get into it. But I mean, the the lineup here, this was, um, a lot of us were kind of hoping to see Alan Polito back in the starting lineup, coming back from injury. We did not Hilarious. see Alan Polito. Uh, we had Kyrie Shelton starting up top, which worked out for us, by the way. But uh, Kyrie between Daniel and Johnny, and then the midfield of Gadi Kinda, Ilya Sanchez, and Remy Voltaire, and then Luis Martins, Fontas, EC, and Zusi in front of Melia. So a pretty solid lineup outside of the fact that there was no Alan Polito. Um, you know, Jose Mari and Roger Espinoza coming off the bench. I, I really like uh, now that Ilya is back in the midfield and we have EC at center back, our midfield feels like there's depth again because there was a minute there where after Buzio left and there were some injuries and we hadn't had, we hadn't signed uh, Jose Mari yet. It felt like our midfield was very thin. And now I'm looking at our bench and I'm like, okay, we got Cam Duke, we got Roger, and we got Jose Mari all available off the bench. Yeah, you get EC back in this lineup and it really opens up a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. And he, man, I love the partnership between EC and Fonsas just because they're such different players. And that's not to say I didn't love the partnership between Ilya and, and uh, Fontas, but they Dude. both are that like more, you know, they have to be a more cerebral player, a more passing minded player because they don't have the athleticism or the pace. If so, there's in, you know, if you want to be a better defender as myself, I watch EC dude, because he's good. He, he goes mm -hmm. up to him and he like, when the ball's coming, he chops his feet. His feet are so active. Yeah. You know, you know how in football, they tell you to chop your feet when you're driving yeah. someone back or whatever. And, and then he picks their pocket. And I'm just like, this guy, I, he's it's exciting to watch. And we haven't been able to see him all year. And it's interesting. Would Fontas get uh, all this defender of the year recognition if EC was in the majority of the year? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, who, who knows? Uh, it it certainly would have been a different combo. The thing I love about EC so much is because Punchech has, has been the other guy where, you know, we haven't seen him obviously in a long time, but but Puncic was the guy when he came in where people were talking about his athleticism. Like he was the mm -hmm. athletic center back who was going to be able to replace Ike. And I mean, yeah, he's, he's pretty fast and he's athletic, but he's never, he very often, I should say, was not in the right position and he didn't know when to pick his spots and attack. And just what you were just talking about with EC, not only does he have, you know, the athleticism and the pace, but he's, he's a very intelligent player and he knows when to pick his spots and go in for the jab or go in for the, the, the tackle and and uh, that I feel like is what Punchech's biggest downfall was. Um, mm -hmm. He was often out of position and and Fonta sometimes even still can step up a, a step too far and he doesn't have the pace to get back. So when both he and Punchech were doing that, that's when we'd end up in problems. Right. So no I love having EC back in there. But um, this was a very interesting game because if you look at the stats, according to MLSsoccer.com, this is like the opposite of how Sporting KC often ends up playing these games because possession stats, we all know Sporting KC always wins possession, right? 
Do you know Usually. what the possession split for this game was? Hey, this was a different situation. I mean, we did not want possession. We let them, we let them have it. Yeah. Uh, 62.7% to Vancouver to 37.3% for, for Kansas City at home. That is not something you see at Children's Mercy Park. And all the people who are always talking about uh, Peter Vermees and he, he never changes his system and 4-3-3 and blah, blah, blah. I think this game is actually a really good example of what Peter often talks about where he's like, stop looking at the literal formation on the page and look at the game plan on the field because I think you're right. This is a game plan thing where they didn't need to have 60% possession and clearly it worked. Bro, I think I think it's time to wild card the shit out of these playoffs because for <laughs> years, Peter has been very strict and we like possession and we like to control the game and we like to play this formation. Now he's changing it up. And I'm like, dude, do we come out this week in like a three, five, two, oh, a little four, no. four, two. No, I know. No, <laughs> I, obviously I'm kidding. But like, can you imagine teams have not prepared for this kind of stuff. So now that RSL has seen us do a little something different against yeah. Vancouver, all I got, all I got to say is, we brought RSL into the playoffs. We let them in. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. time to take them out. I brought yeah. you into this world. I can take you out of it. <laughs> we, uh, well, did we bring RSL into the playoffs or did Pro bring RSL into the playoffs? Just saying. <laughs> we, uh, you know, you got to score goals, though. You know, regardless of referee decisions, maybe try to score before the 80th minute. I'm just, yeah, no, you're right. And that's what Tim said. But uh, we had no problem Tim's scoring. Also a little potty mouth, by the way. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim's got some language on him. I well, think it's I mean, time to get him back on the pot. Tim's a very passionate person. And Tim, yeah. whenever Tim's one of my favorite people to talk to after games, because he's always, you know, very calm, very respectful. So he's got his suit on. You know, I haven't been in the locker room this year, so I don't know if he still does the suit. But historically, he's always done the suit, dressed very well, very serious. And But the thing about Tim is he does get to a point where he's more direct and pointed in his answers and will start calling people out. But I appreciate that because he's not this emotional, volatile guy who after every loss is in there just, you know, lobbing grenades in the locker room. He's very um, consistent in how he's usually like, uh, you know, this is a team loss. You know, I take responsibility for this. It's, you know, I, I, if I get a hand on it, anything, I always expect to save it. So that way, you know, then when he actually starts getting pissed or calling people out or, or, or like you're saying, when you're seeing him on the screen and he's like, you know, I, you know, actually being emotional you know, it's real and you know, it's serious. Yeah. So absolutely. I appreciate it. But this game, 17th minute, Kyrie did his thing. And the, the knock against Kyrie really ever since he first joined sporting KC. And I think it might be a little unfair, but the knock against him is he's not a goal scorer. He can't finish. How do you have a striker or a forward? Who's not a goal scorer. And I think his, his, uh, his real strength is really using his size and, and creating space. But this was, um, a pretty great little uh, sliding first touch cross from Zussi uh, that was phenomenal right back toward the penalty spot. And Kyrie was there. And at first I thought it was a little back heel, but really it was just sort of a, off the inside of his right foot, totally across his body, past all defenders. And he totally just confused the Vancouver goalkeeper. And I don't know how you stop this thing. Bottom left corner, goal 1-0 Sporting KC. Yeah, that was rough, man. It's kind of like a little... Uh... You know, kind of like an infield infield grounder or something. The way he yeah. hit that off his foot, just kind of one hopped it to the pitcher, so to speak. But it uh, caught the caught the keeper off guard, and and 
people were trying to say that he wasn't shooting. And I, I'm like looking at all of these people around him and I'm like, well, there's no one around him who, right. Well, you think he was passing? You think he was just trying to put it in a dangerous area? No, no. Strikers shoot, dude. He wants to score the ball, score the goal. So absolutely. It's hundred percent a and shot. Do you, do you feel happier for any other person as much as you do Kyrie when he scores? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think Here, it might be Kyrie. Did, did Shallowy or Russell score at all? Uh, no, I guess no, bro. they didn't. We got goals <laughs> from places we don't get goals from. Yeah. And that was awesome. That's true. So the one thing I will say about this Kyrie shot is I don't know that he intended to necessarily put it across his body back into the bottom right corner. He, he probably just tried to put it on frame, but, sure. but that's what you're supposed to do. Just get Doesn't the matter. ball on frame and see what happens. And, and that's what happened. And so all he had to do was touch it, get a foot on it. Maybe mm-hmm. something works out, you know, redirect it's a, it's, it. Soccer is very much a game of chance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think, I think you're right now I'm going through sort of the list of, of players and I think it's Kyrie. And I think Kyrie is the happiest I'm for when they score a goal because of all the crap that people talked about him in his first year when we didn't really have a true mm-hmm. striker. Um, and he was up there playing up top and, he had what two goals on that year. And I was always defending him because that was still the year where we scored more goals than we'd ever scored in the history of our club. And I really thought it was because he opened up so much space. Yeah. So I, I, I love watching Kyrie. Play. He's also just, you know, honestly, one of the nicest guys in the locker room. Oh, for so sure. He, it's, it's always good. Um, so we're up one zero. I imagine at this point, the cauldron's just going nuts. Yeah. I mean, it, it got loud, man. It got loud, very cramped, uh, not an empty, not an empty seat over there. It felt like so. Yeah. People come out to support in the playoffs. I'm like, where, where were you all this year? You know, <laughs> uh, where, where were you true fans on a, on a random Wednesday night? You know what I mean? Yeah. There were definitely some games where it was not as packed as I would have liked it to be, but when playoffs are happening, everyone wants to be a part of it. The casual fan comes out. Maybe they're not all diehards that go to every game. Yeah, I get that. But when it starts encroaching on my seating situation, I'm like, where were you on that Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's always interesting when stuff like that happens. But, you know, hey, at least there's a full stadium out there to support uh, Sporting yeah, yeah. JC in the playoffs. So I'm sure there will be again for RSL on Sunday. But uh, no doubt, dude, it's going to get rough. It will. R- RSL sucks. So I, I'm, we'll talk about that here in a bit. But um. 36th minute this is where things got a little dicey for a bit vancouver had a free kick uh they they far overhit this this free kick and it's going out um but luis martins his right arm is a little bit away from his body and even though this ball was you know there's a a small chance that the vancouver player could have got to it but it bounces off martins arm um did they did they have to go to video review for this they did. They did, right? Yeah. And I, I like it, dude. That Alan Kelly was a referee who I think arguably is the best or one of the best referees in pro. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's good. I think he takes no nonsense from players, calls it like it is. And everyone was like, oh, this this wasn't a handball, you know, last week or whenever it was. And I, I'm just like, that's not the point. Okay. That's because we had a crappy referee team. These These guys are doing it right. It was a handball. Yes. It is what it is, you know, and yeah, and Martins being the guy who look at him every time the ball comes in the box, his hands are behind his back, right? And this one single time they weren't behind his back, yeah. How unlucky is that? It's very unlucky. There's certainly no intent. Like I, you know, I, I, I don't sure. think that obviously this was uh, anything 
Um, Why do people say that? Why do people say there's no intent? Of course, there's no one. They don't intend to hit the ball with their hands, but it still happens. Well, so when people say intent. It's like, come on. It affects like the, the punishment in terms of cards or whatnot. Cause it, you know, and occasionally okay, you'll see you, like swatted it to like, yeah, sure. so, which has happened. Yeah. <laughs> but because uh, people also will be like, Oh, there's, there's no intent. So it's not a handball. Well, that's not the case. The, the rule right. does not require intent for it to be a handball. The rule I didn't requires... intend to break that guy's ankle. No way. Could that be a foul? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, um, the rule requires that the hand be sort of in a, a unnatural position away from the body. And if it affects, you know, the, the course of play, and, and this certainly did because the Vancouver player had an argument, he might've been able to get a foot to it, even though it was, it was uh, significantly overhit. And uh, if this, if roles were reversed, and this is the way I always try to look at it, if roles were reversed and this was a sport in KC free kick and a Vancouver player, we would all be calling for a handball in the box. And sure. I understand the consistency argument, I am right there with you. Pro needs to fix its shit because yeah. it is wildly inconsistent. It'd be but, different if we had the same refereeing crew and they called it. Then there's hell to pay. Sure. You know, but it's Alan Kelly, man. Alan Kelly's a big deal. I'm a big Alan Kelly fan over here. <laughs> yeah, number one Alan Kelly fan, Daniel Kuzer. Love him. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Alan Kelly on the podcast. <laughs> don't Don't play with me. If you can make that happen, let's go. I don't think pro lets their refs on podcasts. Yeah, probably not. So, but uh, it was a penalty. And then Christian DeHome, uh, he steps up and he sends Melia the wrong way. 1-1, kind of a bummer. And we're like, okay. At this point, I'm like, damn. Oh, this and is... then he celebrated like Jesus let him, you know, let him score that goal. He got on both knees, pointed to the <laughs> sky. And I'm like, you did nothing. You scored a goal that is like 95% completed at all times. Yeah. You did not make a move and go around some defenders. You did nothing. Yeah. But thank true. you, Jesus, for allowing me to make that penalty kick. Well, what if it wasn't Jesus? What if it, like his parent just died and it was like a tribute? All right. Well, now I feel like a dick. <laughs> but if it was Jesus, I guarantee you, Jesus has some better things going on well, than to worry about your penalty kick. If you, well, see, this is where the rules get a little tricky. Because if you remember Angels in the Outfield. Jesus rules? I, if you remember Angels in the Outfield, I think they yeah. said that they're not allowed to interfere with championship games, but I don't think they said anything about playoffs. Here's the thing. So. <laughs> championship games. I forgot about that. Would you just watch it this weekend or something? <laughs> no, I, don't, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, so one one, you're thinking you can go into the half down or not down, tied one one. That's kind of a bummer. But then we get one one more corner kick before the half ends. Two minutes of stoppage time. We're already past the two minute mark. Uh, corner kick gets sent in. The ball's bouncing around the box. Kyrie heads it back in. It's a loose ball, and then EC standing about two feet off the end line just taps the ball right into the back of the net. Suddenly it's two one going into the half, and this I think was the real turning point of this game was just the demoralizing goal two and a half minutes into stoppage time Yeah, right before halftime. There's nothing Vancouver can do to salvage any sort of momentum at that point. That's that kind of goal that makes you like check to see if he was on sides. Mm -hmm. Like he was so close, but it's like, nah, man, there were defenders like on the post. Yeah. Keeping him on side. Uh, but dude, you always want to score before halftime. Like that always helps. You know, you never want to give mm -hmm. up a goal before halftime. Right. And Peter said that he had planned to bring Allen on at halftime. Oh, really? I yeah. missed that. And he said, uh, he said, when it went 2-1, I was like, well, I don't need to do that. Maybe I'll bring him in at 60 or 70. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then so we all know that. 
what happens <laughs> next. And he, I guess he had a conversation with Alan and Alan was like, I get it. I get it. He's, and he's like, I, I don't want to use you if I don't have to. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to build you. And uh, he said, Alan's a real big team first kind of guy. And I'm like, yeah. He's a very expensive team first kind of guy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I still would have liked to see Alan get a 15, 20-minute work session in just to to get his feet underneath him a little bit Bro, more. But then if they tie it up and it goes to overtime, now you're getting like 50 minutes under him, then PKs. It's a it's a whole thing, man. And, and yeah. he's made a glass. If he gets nicked in the ankle, boom, we don't have him for the rest of the playoffs. Well, that's the problem. And that's where this is sort of like a lose-lose situation for Peter because especially once it goes up 3-1, you can bring Alan on, you can get him some game minutes, but – if Vancouver's pissed and it starts getting a little chippy and they go in with a hard tackle and then Allen gets hurt and he's out for the rest of the playoffs, we'd all be like, why are you bringing Allen in in a 3-1 game? Exactly. There's there's no need to do it. I mean, maybe we see Allen at halftime on Sunday. I don't think he will start. I think Peter will keep that, you know, keep that ace in his pocket there. But, you know, what, what, what about this next goal, though? I mean, you're talking player of the match yeah. goal right here. I mean, Zussi just winding up from distance, probably 25, 27 yards out uh, corner. Just, I mean, we've seen him do this before. I don't remember if it was SKC or MLS tweeted out a video of Zussi doing this throughout the years, basically like from year. the exact same spot where he just lines up and launches it. And uh, the Vancouver goalkeeper, whose name I'm blanking on right now, um, he clearly had no idea that this shot was coming because it wasn't until the ball was about halfway to the net from where Zussi was even inside the box where he had not just leaned the other way he did a full hop the other way from where Zussi was shooting the ball so at that point there was no way he could have saved it I'm still I'm it's hard to tell from the replay he might have gotten a hand to it I'm not 100% sure I think he might have fingers kind of tipped it I think he might have tipped it so if he had had better footwork and had been in better position I think he saves this shot. It's just Zussi caught him totally off guard. And yeah, his fingers definitely tip it. And there's just no way that he can possibly save it when he does a full on hop the opposite way from the way where the ball's going. Zussi ran right towards where we were sitting. Johnny was following him. Remy's behind him, like doing, doing the home alone, <laughs> like hands on his cheeks situation. Yeah, it was a, it was a sight, man. And it right at that point, you're like, close this bitch out. You're feeling you good. Know, don't, don't give up anything. Close it out. Yeah, you're feeling real good. Three ones, much better, much more comfortable than two one because you're like, okay, sure. we got 30 minutes left. Obviously, Vancouver's gonna, you know, just throw everything forward now, and this is in large part why the possession stats were skewed the way they were. But Zussi's so good, though. You you see those crosses he does, man. Those 45 degree angle crosses to Daniel, mm-hmm. and and you know he, what was it? Uh, uh who? what goal was that? Didn't he cross it to Daniel or someone? And then they hit it back. And then he hit that sliding cross. That was the Kyrie goal. That was Kyrie's goal. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that's just, that's work ethic, dude. That's work rate. That's like, it was insane. I was like, Zussi's never going to get to it. Like that's a crazy pass. Oh, he got Mm -hmm. to it. (laughs) Yeah. He's still doing, I mean, how old is he now? 34, 35, Not 35 yet. No way. No way. That's that's where we're at. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I should speak for myself, not you. Graham Zussi like is 35. 35, wow. 35, born August 18th, 1986. The man takes care of his body. The yeah. man eats well. He he knows the benefits of yoga. Mm-hmm. Probably does a little Tai Chi to ase his mind and get mm-hmm. his flexibility going. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Zussi's probably a good friend to have. 
because yeah. he and just just eat how he eats you know that's probably i mean if that's that's like that's a good do the zussi diet no so doubt. <laughs> no doubt i mean these guys they know that it's not even about fitness it's also about what you put in your body and right to have this kind of career i mean he's gotta he's gotta be eating well yeah he's eating better than i am that's for sure <laughs> uh, so you're feeling good at 3-1 there was one little nervy moment in the 69th minute it was 3-1 Vancouver had the ball forward and, and they sent a ball into the box um, Sporting KC had a little trouble clearing it there was a header toward the bottom left post Amelia dove and saved it last second and then Sporting cleared it that kept it 3-1 and really after that um, you know the, that was probably Vancouver's best chance at pulling a goal back so uh, game ends 3-1, Sporting KC advances, and really the only question at that point was, are we going to Seattle, or are we bringing RSL back for a, a revenge match? Because we all know what happened on decision day. Dude, this could have gone one of two ways. Either you're heading to Seattle, and you're hoping to beat them for a fourth time this year. That doesn't happen. People don't beat teams twice in one year. So you're like, okay, that's a recipe for disaster. We'll probably lose in Seattle. Yeah. Or you got RSL coming for that sweet, sweet revenge, dude. You know, this is SKC right now. <laughs> Licking their chops. <laughs> Ready to go. It's just, I'm sorry for the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Gotta but do some uh, sound design. Tell me, tell me they're not excited, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's going to be great. Um, they're flying high after this. Um, Shelton's, you know, like he, he, like uh, we talked about before, he was all pissed talking about how he, he took uh, Sartini's comments personal. It's disrespectful in all manners. I don't care. It was just disrespectful. And we came out and we did our thing. They're going to be thinking about that, uh, that RSL game in the same sort of way. They're going to be looking back. They're going to be like, we lost at home on decision day when we had a chance to be the first place team. Now we got to come back out and do our thing and, and, and get a little bit of revenge. And pro just fisted us like it was just a terrible time <laughs> terrible so it, this is um this is a big deal and you know for those of you who i was on a plane um i got on a plane from la to kansas city when seattle and rsl kicked off i landed in kansas city at like 12 30 in the morning central time and i opened up my phone and i'm like okay let's see what happened i'm sure seattle won and you know this is going to be a bummer you and soon. i checked and it was in the 119th minute and it was zero zero and i was like oh my god turned on YouTube TV, watched the penalties. And uh, this was uh, this was an interesting one. This was not without a little bit of controversy because the second, I don't know if you've seen the highlights or not. I think you were asleep. So um, <laughs> don't make me sound lame. Uh, yeah, like I went to sleep of, after I went to sleep after morning. real sports. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't blame you. I would have been asleep if I went on a plane. Um, but for I think it was RSL's second penalty uh, they stepped up and took it, you know, Rui Diaz and, and um, uh, I forget who took the second penalty kick for um, Seattle, uh, Jao Paulo, I think they had already converted theirs. Uh, Herrera had converted his first one for RSL and then Ruiz stepped up and just took an absolutely God awful penalty kick, basically kicked it right at Stefan Fry and he saved it. And you're like, well, shit, Seattle now has the advantage. And then they're talking and the line judge is talking to Fry and they go back and they look at the review and he was off his line. Oh no. He was off his line by a pretty decent amount. So they make well, him that's redo not the controversy. kick. That's they just make his him, problem. They make him redo the kick and Ruiz converts and slides it just past the outstretched arm of Fry. So uh, Seattle initially saved it and then they had to retake it because Fry was about, you know, eight, 10 inches off his line and, and then he converts. So, man, well, we all know Seattle fans. I mean, if we checked on them today, because it, it can't be good. 
Um, Alex Roldan had one of the best penalty kicks I've ever seen in my life. That dude like launched it into the top left corner. And at that point I was like, well, shoot, I don't, I don't trust like Seattle is just firing on all cylinders. And then young Mr. Kellen Rowe steps up and Kellen Rowe, former uh, sporting KC man himself. He steps up and, and takes a penalty and 20 year old David Ochoa, Mexican international for RSL saves Kellen Rowe's penalty kick. Ochoa was ready to fight the entire, <clears throat> excuse me, getting emotional. I'll choke up. Uh, Ochoa was ready to fight the entire Seattle fan base in that stadium. And then Justin Glad, my, uh, my sort of doppelganger nemesis from an alternate universe, steps up, converts the penalty kick, and uh, RSL wins on penalty 6-5. And that's that. It was wild. It's insane, man. It's insane to think about. And uh, here we are, man. I think, I think we're the villains now. I think I, uh, I don't know. People don't like us. But see, here's the thing. Ochoa, this this goalkeeper for RSL, he was like doing some serious shit. How's the real game and taunting? And I think it was Stu Holden on the broadcast. He was like, he realized he can't say shit housery. So he just started talking about David Ochoa's housery on the broadcast. And it was very strange. But he he had to be separated from Seattle after the game, after they won. He had to literally have two coaches like pull him away. Um He's a young, cocky, confident 20-year-old player. He's also the future of the Mexican national team at that position. So this is not going to be something that's going away anytime soon. This is going to yeah. stay with him and, and the U.S. fan base throughout his career. But He likes this role, man. And, and all I got to say is uh, it, it couldn't feel better to, to hopefully, hopefully get by RSL, man, and maybe host Portland or maybe take a short drive down the road to go to Colorado. Would be cool. It's a lot easier to get to than uh, than Seattle. That's for sure. Exactly. But I mean, you got to take care of business here. It's just, it's too easy. You can't let them take it twice. Yeah. You shut down Krylak. Uh, Are we going to have, are they going to have Albert Rusnak or is he still COVID? He didn't play in this game because he tested positive for COVID-19. So I don't know. What day was that? I think they announced it the day of the game, didn't they? I guess it all kind of depends on if he's vaccinated, right? Or how he's feeling or, or do two negative tests or what? Let me see here. I'm trying to read because we all know like what the, I can tell you what the NFL protocol is uh, for, for right now. Um, let's see here. Uh, I haven't found anything in my quick Google search that says if he's vaccinated or not. Uh, let's see here. If Albert Rusnak, let's see what RSL Soapbox says. Uh, another source of the team confirmed that Rusnik has been vaccinated. So uh, he could be back. We'll see. Um, no other players have tested positive. His first positive test was Sunday um, and was tested two more times this week to rule out a false positive. So he first tested positive on Sunday. They did two more by Tuesday. They said he was out. Um, but this says, should Real Salt Lake advance, they would play Sporting Kansas City on Sunday, and this would not give Rusnak enough time to recover under the league's health and safety protocols. So he would miss that match as well. So even though he's vaccinated, I guess that's a difference between the NFL protocol and MLS. It sounds like Rusnak will not be with the team on Sunday. That's absolutely what it sounds like. That's awesome. That's big news. He's good. He's their captain. So that makes uh, Sporting's road a little easier. And he's pretty um, big uh, when it comes to their attack, you know? Yeah. So we've played RSL twice this year. We've lost both times, uh, three to one in May 
and then obviously 1-0 on decision day. I am not going to make any predictions about this game because we all know what happens when I make positive predictions. Um, so I, I have been told by people on Twitter already, make no predictions. But you, on the other hand, do not seem to be cursed. So what do you, what do you think might happen in this game? Don't. Don't do that. That's when people are like, I've never gotten in a car wreck. And then boom, <laughs> death. Uh, you know, I, dude, I don't think, I don't think you can lose twice to them. I really don't. Uh, I think it would be the be third so time mad. this year. We've lost RSL two, two times. Yeah. We lost in May three, one. Then they Rio should Tinto. be feeling, they should be feeling like we'd be feeling going against Seattle. Like you don't want to give them an opportunity to win once this year when it matters the most. So we are now going to face RSL and it's hard to beat that same team Yeah, multiple times in a year. So I, I think you got to get it done. It has to happen. I'm not yeah. going to say score line. I, I think maybe we get three goals in this, in this game. Yeah. It's Barring possible. No defensive breakdown. You know, the one thing I will say about this game, like I said, I'm not going to make a prediction. I don't want to do that, but I think this is going to be a very physical, very chippy game. This is a, 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 a rivalry that has lost its luster a little bit over the last couple of years because RSL really hasn't been good. But but dating back to the 2013 MLS Cup and then the, the Beckerman-Fellhaber days after that for the, the next few years, you know, this is a, a couple of fan bases and a couple of teams that have history and potential for a, a very fiery match. And uh, if we get Roger Espinosa in this game, um, I think this could potentially be a very physical, very chippy, very card heavy match because there's nothing to lose, especially if RSL goes down early. Watch out. This, this could turn potentially ugly if whoever is assigned to this game does not get control of it very quickly. We just got to keep our heads. You know, we mm -hmm. are the top team here. Yes. We are favored in this match and yes. they should be scared. Yeah. You know, I, God, wouldn't you just love to put three goals on Ochoa in like the first half? Just, oh, it'd be to, great. just shut him up. I mean, I guess he was taunting the Seattle fans after the game last night. He was just a whole thing, dude. Like, okay. Yep. Big penis Ochoa over here. Sorry. Like, <laughs> we, we, who's got time for that, dude. This isn't even good. Good job. You play, you play soccer. You did your job. Well, done. right. Right. It's um, I just, if RSL goes down, they have nothing to lose. And I think that's where I'll get worried that they're going to start getting so chippy and so physical, but I'll start worrying about the safety of some of our players. But we'll see. This is a this is a big time game. This is on ABC. This is not on even ESPN. This is an ABC game on Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Time. So it's weird. That's 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 the American Broadcasting Company, my friend. That's a big deal. <laughs> that is the American. That is what ABC stands for. And uh, <laughs> it's the first game of the day. Um, obviously, Philly and Nashville play after that on ESPN. But but this is uh, this is going to be a big game. Um, we will know already who we would play if we were to win because tomorrow on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving folks, uh, Colorado hosts Portland. So right. we will know if we win on Sunday, will we be traveling to, uh, to Colorado or will we be hosting Portland? And I will have uh, a huge fight with my brother. Dude. I think Portland gets that done. You think so? I, I don't know, man. Colorado's had a little more time off than everybody else. Uh, Portland's kind of hitting their stride right now. Blanco's pretty dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. Who would you rather play? Uh, I think I'd rather play Portland. I mean, Colorado got hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, Colorado always kind of frustrates us as well, man. That 
freaking uh, Jack Price in the middle. He's always a little pissed. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Portland for the rivalry, you'd love to – you obviously want to host the game. Colorado has uh, – what's his face? Barrios too, right? Barrios, yeah. little pest. He's a little pest. They still got Diego Rubio. Yeah. He plays every now and then. I mean – Yeah. So – Jack Price is like – he's he's just fiery though. Like he wants to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, I would rather have uh, Portland at home, but we got to got to get it done against RSL first. So exactly. we shall see. But if we get it done against RSL, um, then we will know that we're uh, potentially hosting the conference finals if we play Portland. But we'll also want to keep an eye on, and it's not till what next Tuesday, November thirtieth, uh, that New England NYC game, because if NYC can get it done against New England, then. MLS Cup goes through the Western Conference. New England is the only team that can host MLS Cup from the Eastern Conference. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, actually, that's it's, not true. Um, if RSL makes it to MLS Cup, I'm just assuming at this point RSL is not going to make it all the way to MLS Cup. Sure. Let's but, let's just. I'm I'm getting nervous now. You're giving me you're giving me weird tummy butterflies and goosebumps. I'm like <laughs> I don't like this. It's it's I don't want to be done. You know what I mean? I don't want to be done. No, I don't either. So, but we got, uh, we got Thanksgiving soccer to watch tomorrow. So let's just, we'll watch that. And uh, then we'll um, just hope for the best on Sunday. We'll be there. So you, you're going to watch Thanksgiving soccer. I don't know. We'll see. You ain't going to watch that shit. You're... <laughs> we'll see. Let's, I said uh, I wanted to watch more playoffs and I'm like, then I went out of town and now I'm trying to get back into work. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not watching any playoffs. It's not happening. Let's let's take a couple of questions here. Um, Eric Martinez says, was it me or did that game day vibe feel different? And I think this is kind of what you were talking about. It was a full stadium compared to a lot of those, uh, especially weekday games earlier this year where it was not quite a full stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a, a better vibe, right? And it was. Uh, it felt big, man. It felt real big. And then mm-hmm. also, I don't here's one thing and then I'll get off my little soapbox here. I feel like I'm the only one that wears a mask in the members club <laughs> because required. we're required. to. It's we're required. To. Hold on. Put quotes around that shit. I guess required, but not enforced. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted up. I'm on another level. Let's, uh, I, whatever, dude, I'll just get people sick. If you want to do what you want to do, I'll just, uh, cough all over you and kill you. There you go. No, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, I don't I, I, do that. it's just weird yeah i will say is it because we're in kansas I, no because when i was at the the usc game uh at the the coliseum in la they say well first off you're you're required to be vaccinated or submit a negative test within 72 yeah. hours to get into the game which is nice but then there's they still say masks are required regardless of vaccination status unless you're actively eating or drinking actively being the important word there that's how seattle was for the seattle game yeah no one does it there was i mean it was my family i think we were the only ones literally wearing masks and Mm -hmm. and i get like enforcement of something like that at a sports game is next to impossible so i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i'm the one who like oh this is how you do it It, it's just well, it's like we're back to normal now and i think i read a poll that said like so many americans says life is back to normal and i'm like okay i mean if if we are then sweet yeah uh, i'm just like why even require it then like in the members club. I don't well, know. Wine dot's the only county in the metro anymore that still has a mask mandate. Exactly. So, which is interesting. So, I mean, that, and sporting's just but, like, well, we have to. I mean, yeah. 
I think don't do it if you don't want to. Hopefully people continue to get vaccinated, continue to get the booster because it's open to everybody now. So go do like it. I said, this is my get off my lawn moment. This is my uh, <laughs> back in my day situation. You know, it just yeah. feels weird. And to be in the minority of anything always feels a little weird. So yeah, um, it's, you know, just with I'm Thanksgiving, just Thanksgiving and the holidays, you know, just everybody stay safe. And, you know, we all, all want to keep uh, getting things more and more back to normal. So just try to be safe yeah. and, you know, we'll, we'll see record, what we can I'm do. Not, I'm not bitching. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, I don't want to be the outcast here. You know, it's feels- well, you don't want to get sick either. Yeah, I mean, what about all the anti-maskers that were uh, back in the day? They were the minority, and I was like, ha-ha, I'm in the majority, and now I'm yeah. in the minority. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, everybody stays safe and healthy. Uh, if but yeah. not, I mean, fuck them. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do a couple more questions here. Uh, Thomas Farrell says, Zussi is out of contract at the end of the season. Should Sporting oh, re-sign boy. him, ideally for one more year, but no more than two years? But if Sporting win MLS Cup, we're jumping a couple steps ahead here, Thomas. So let's not jinx it. But if they do, should Zussi retire and go out on top? Hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Retiring means no more money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and no more playing. And and they sure. love playing. Yeah, we, I mean, we talked to Jacob Peterson how how that kind of he spoke about that emptiness when you leave, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what what do you want to do now? Yeah. Um. So it's. I don't think anyone wants to quit playing. And if Zeus is still at this level, yeah, I think Peter has to, you know, I think they got to keep him around. I don't think he'll retire. I think he's definitely shown enough to he, he'll pro- my guess is he'll sign a one year contract with a club option for a second year, something like that. Well, um, Jalen Lindsay was supposed to be the prodigal son, the next one at the right back position. Yeah. I think that's why he'll come back. Um, not because I don't trust Jalen Lindsay. I think Jalen Lindsay is still the future of that position. But Jalen's coming off an injury. We haven't really mm-hmm. seen Jalen much this year. And, and I think it would be of huge value to have somebody like Zussi pushing Jalen more and continuing to be there and continuing to be almost like a player coach if Zussi is willing to do that. I think so, he does. I think he absolutely would be a mentor um, to these young guys, you know? Yeah. Like a, like a Pierre or a, a, a Lindsay, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's do one more question here from Connor Bateman. Does Kyrie start on Sunday with how he looked against Vancouver? I think he should, since we don't know how fit Polito is. Hell of a result against Vancouver. We kicked their ass, and it's always nice when we prove national writers, parentheses, Matt Doyle, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with me. Fuck Matt Doyle. No. <laughs> hey, I like Doyle. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you like him? All right. Doyle follows me on Twitter. Oh, that's why you like him. You got your follows <laughs> up. Good job. Uh, no, I mean, come on. We all don't like what people when people say negative things about your team because it's like it's like personal now. You know right. what I mean? It's a gut shot. But I'll tell you, the uh, Kyrie's got to start. I mean, he has to. And I think Peter does what he was going to do initially this past week is try to bring Polito on at, at the half, depending on what the results are looking uh, the results looking like. Yeah, we got a couple of questions about Polito. I think Sporting Casey Daly might have asked one too, and it's uh, someone else. I, you know, there were a number of questions. The thing with Polito, I think we have to trust is that Peter and the coaching staff have a lot more information than we do about Polito's health. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Peter doesn't think that bringing Polito on was the right move because he doesn't want to risk his health because he's not a hundred percent fit, then we have to kind of trust that. Even though it's hard for us as fans to trust coaching staff sometimes when their decisions don't always seem to make sense. And when Peter doesn't have the greatest track record with making substitutions, yeah. but we'll see. So it, you know, 
it was weird. Like you saw all the subs like warming up at halftime last game yeah. and Polito was not one of them. Yeah. And I was like, Hmm. So maybe that means Polito is warm and he's getting all set up in the locker room. Cause you know how the subs stay on the field kind of yeah. while halftime's going on. Yeah. Um, but then we didn't see him. So I think maybe, maybe Peter changed his mind like last minute, you know? I yeah, like, I think so. It. So it'd be weird, man. Give Kyrie the start, dude, give him. Cause he is, he's firing and he's excited. And he's exciting to watch. Yeah. Well, the thing we also know about Peter is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's sort of like how he lives his life. <laughs> so if uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the exact same 11 come out on Sunday. You know, he also said he just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Peter. I know you're listening, Dad. Uh, he said <laughs> he said that he had a good birthday and his family was happy that they won probably meaning that if they lost his birthday would be a freaking nightmare for yeah. everyone with an earshot <laughs> yeah it would not be fun oh so. happy birthday to me suck it everyone <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll be there on sunday looking forward to it it's always good to have playoff Ooh. soccer at home again so counting down the days to uh to, to that um obviously some fun man. fun times in between with thanksgiving and whatnot but it's going to be fun to, to to host rsl this is going to be this is a big time game 52 so. degrees is the high two o'clock in the afternoon it's gonna be great it should be great um you know i'll tell you what all you people that are parking over in nebraska furniture mart and walking over they got a tow truck patrolling Ooh. yep and they they told and i'm only saying this because i'm freaking guilty i've done it but i didn't last time because they did a scare tactic my friend yeah the guy was telling people as they walked in he's like you're going to the game shouldn't park here i'm gonna tell you he was telling them and i'm like mm, don't really want to chance that so gonna Oof. go to regular parking <laughs> yeah man that's but I, uh, it felt like it felt like hiring a security guard at a retail store that's not allowed to check your bag when you leave yeah <laughs> yeah like are you that just there to scare me like well, you gotta go in and buy something from nebraska furniture mart and be like no i just happen to be wearing this sporting shirt see i am a customer i wear this scarf <laughs> everywhere my friend <laughs> Just buy like a two dollar candy bar and be like i am a paying customer of this establishment right. uh tell that to the couch that gets delivered in a week all right <laughs> <laughs> no i don't have a receipt i did a digital receipt it's going to my email <laughs> it felt weird though i was like man i i know i feel like it's a scare tactic but it's working <laughs> yeah i don't do it it's not working yeah. if you get towed you're gonna be so pissed oh no doubt it's like what 500 no. bucks to get it out of the impound or oh, whatever god I it's a lot no it's hundreds idea. of dollars I don't want to know. Like, it's yeah. not something you need to spend after an Orlando vacation. No, not at all. Uh, speaking of vacation, uh, they announced the first uh, road game for next year. This is early, and I don't this, like it. This is I early. Think about it. Sunday, February twenty seventh. It's the first game of our of the season, and it's at Atlanta United FC. So this is an interesting so one. We taking this pod on the road, man. We going to Atlanta or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'll be doing in February. There's there's a lot of time between now and then. But Atlanta is one that I'm, I've been interested in going to, and and it's a bummer because we're not going to get back to Atlanta almost certainly until let's see next year's 2022. So what 2024 probably essentially yeah. I mean you don't know how they don't necessarily alternate away home and away every year, but. Uh that's a fair assessment but i you know what's the weather like in february it's cold here probably i don't not know what cold there well it's probably warmer yeah so that'd I'm, be fun i'm interested Color and then interested. and then it's a sunday which is the bummer because if wow. it was a saturday it'd be a little easier but 
Yeah, I mean, I think they probably got some good Southern food down there, a little, little Southern vegan food. I ate at a Southern vegan place in Orlando. I discovered boiled peanuts, my friend. Have you had boiled peanuts? Peanuts. Let's peanuts. articulate. <laughs> peanuts. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> peanuts. You know, the other is not vegan. Ball games. The other one, <laughs> no, not good. Have you had them? have not no dude they're in like the spice and and probably shouldn't eat the shells but i did for a couple i was like eh, i'm gonna just eat the shells because it's delicious but you open it up the peanuts are all kind of mushy and and so she said cage oh my god <laughs> i can't even talk about this guys boiled peanuts look it up i'm gonna i'm gonna make some of that shit sometime it's fin- okay. phenomenal i'll have to try it so i mean you don't get any <laughs> you're nasty <laughs> Uh, sporting's first home game next year, Saturday, March 5th, hosting the Houston Dynamo. We tend oh, to, to do pretty well against the Dynamo at home. So I we wish shall the see. first, I wish the first slate of games was always like things you didn't care about because you never know your identity. And so the yeah. fact that you got Houston coming, which is pretty big rivalry sometimes Atlanta, I can deal with. Cause if you go to a way to Atlanta and you lose, it's like, whatever it's February. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I just I hate Atlanta, so I would very much like to win in Atlanta. Yes. Didn't we give Atlanta their first loss in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Their first home loss. And, and I hate talking about this. It's so early, and I'm like, wait till the playoffs are done. Yeah. Why are you scheduling games right now? We never find out till like January when the schedule's announced. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're trying to get people time to uh, to book flights and such. I don't know. I guess. So. I mean, dude, I I want to go to more away games. As I've gotten out of debt this pandemic, I've got I've got some money. Yeah. And I wanna and daddy wants to spend. And I can only <laughs> buy so many shoes spend. and Lego sets. All right. I I'm and lightsabers. I uh <laughs> I want to take some trips, man, see some MLS stadiums that I've never been to. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be real fun. We'll see. I'd I I still I'd love to get up to Toronto still. That'd be yep. a fun game. But it's a big we'll time food capital for me. Really, I like going where good food is. I mean, I ate my way through Disneyland, so yeah, I mean, they got great options. I had, so went for a place we went to for dinner, had, uh, they called it the pastrami spiced impossible burger. Oh, really? Oh, it was good. And like a nice grilled tomato or uh, grilled pineapple on it. Oh my God, Jimmy's uh, seasoning. And it had, I mean, I, I like impossible meat. So sure. I'll go around and, and, and try that. And it was, it was a good burger. I, I think so. I like Beyond a little more uh, Beyond Burgers, but I've uh, had Beyond Sausages. Beyond Sausages are great. We so. went, we were at the Epcot food and wine festival, like the mm-hmm. last week. And they had options all over the place, man, like a vegan Mac and cheese. Yeah. Uh, we ate at the coral reef restaurant, which is like inside of an aquarium. Oh, there you go. Did you, crazy. I've heard, I have not tried the, the, the veggie one, but it's made with impossible, but in uh, star Wars galaxy's edge they're they're like Ronto wraps that they call them. They have a veggie oh. one that's made with impossible. It's we didn't eat there. Good. We ate at mama Melrose's Italian ristorante. Oh, well, there you go. But they, uh, the, the Star Wars place had some vegan uh, blue and, and yellow milk or blue and green milk. Yeah, there you go. That's just like a slush. But I was like, yeah. what are you calling it milk? I am kind well, of disgusted. From Star Wars, delicious. the blue milk from Star Wars. I know. And then, when, then I, you know, was in the Millennium Falcon, about threw up, you know. <laughs> I, I had some old ride. people driving that damn thing, man. I was no, like, well, will you problem. get it together? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking hell let's uh let's finish out the podcast here a couple of couple of news and notes from a, a, around the league um i guess since last time we talked daniel shallow he was named the finalist for both mvp and comeback player of the year uh 
they have not yet announced MVP. They have announced comeback player of the year. It's Carlos Hill from uh, New England Revolution. He will almost certainly also be the MVP. So hmm. sorry, Daniel, but congrats on being one of the three finalists. So that's cool. Um, that's awesome. Kansas City Current. Hugh Williams will no longer be the head coach of the Kansas City Current. He's going to shift to a technical role with the club. So they're out looking for a new coach. So we'll see. Don't know what's going to happen there. But he's um, staying with the club. Staying with the club. Um, Paulo Nagamura is not staying with Sporting Kansas City too. It sounds like he is not going to be the coach anymore. And they just said he is leaving to pursue other professional opportunities. So we'll Maybe see what that means. Coach of the current. Uh, well, I, I guess it's possible. I, I would rather the current hire somebody who's, who's been around, um, and is a little bit more of an established coach at, at that level, but, uh, we'll see. Well, a podcast never, never that I follow never. tweeted that maybe never say never, but, but we'll see. Way. We, we tweeted that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the, but the biggest coaching news from around the league, um, this has been whispered, uh, for a while. I think we had heard about this a while ago, but Toronto FC has officially hired Bob Bradley as head coach and sporting director after he uh, mutually parted ways with LAFC. So got uh, Bradley times two in Toronto right now. Now he's got a so, coach's son. Like that just feels weird. I bet Michael plays one more year and then joins his dad's staff. You think so? I would guess. So we'll see. But that's pretty much it for this week, man. You got anything else for our good listeners before we, uh, we sign off? No, just listen to my wife try to wrangle our dogs out. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I heard him try to push the door open and it's closed. So I heard a bonk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes they come hard and try yeah. to nudge it. And I'm like, oh, he just he just smushed his face like a like a Pekingese. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. It's always fun to have victory pods, especially playoff victory pods. Oh, so, man. Let's hope we're back next week after a victory pod and we beat RSL. But in the meantime, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. Uh, Take your kids' devices, I guess, and leave more reviews for us. And uh, if if you haven't left uh, left one or or, or done a five-star rating yet, we would appreciate it. Make sure you check out our store, bit.ly.com slash no other pod. I showed up to, uh, we did like an early Thanksgiving dinner with my family. Show up and my dad's just in there wearing a no other pod t-shirt. Did not know he had purchased one, but he got one and was just wearing it to our little family Thanksgiving thing. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of awesome. So uh, you can get your I got own. my dad a hoodie, and I'm not sure he wears it at all. It's even <laughs> Chiefs colors. I was like, what the hell, man? I'm trying and to help. My dad bought the Chiefs colors, like no other pod word mark one, but he told me it was USC colors. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Huh. Whatever that you want to say. too. Whatever um, you want to do. But you can get your own stuff, bit.ly.com slash no other pod. There's some sales going on right now. Get your Black Friday deal. Get some Christmas shopping done. T-shirts, cups, mugs, word art, wall art, sweatshirts, all at bit.ly.com slash no other pod. Or go to hellotushy.com slash no other and get 10% off all the Hello Tushy products there. Knock something off your uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or holiday shopping list. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Couser at JC max zero three. Same for Instagram. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod, or shoot us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Stay safe, have fun. And until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Happy Thanksgiving bitches. Yeah.